God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Welcome to the God Minute. Today is Marian Saturday, and I'm so glad you've joined us. Today we have another reflection on the life of Mary from the book The Life of Mary as Seen by the Mystics. When Mary reached the age of thirteen and a half, Almighty God, in a vision, commanded her to enter the state of matrimony. Because of her intense love and chastity, and her early vow of perpetual virginity, which she had often renewed, this divine order meant to her a sacrifice as painful as that of Abraham, when God commanded him to offer up his son's life. Nevertheless, she prudently suspended her own judgment and preserved her faith and hope more perfectly than Abraham. She meekly replied, Eternal God, Thou, O Lord, canst dispose of me, Thy worthless little worm, according to Thy pleasure, without making me fail in what I have promised. And if it be not displeasing to Thee, my good Lord, I renew my desire to remain chaste during all my life. And the Lord answered her, Mary, let not thy heart be disturbed, for thy resignation is acceptable to me, and by my disposition that will happen which is best for thee. Meanwhile, the Lord spoke in sleep to the high priest, who happened to be Saint Simeon, and commanded him to arrange the marriage of Mary, whom he regarded with special love, to whomever it seemed right to the council of priests. After consulting together, the priests appointed a day on which all the bachelors of the line of David, which was also Mary's, were to assemble in the temple. Nine days before that date, Simeon called in Mary and gently explained to her that she was an orphan and a firstborn daughter with an inheritance, now near the age when the young girls had to leave the service of the temple and marry. The priests were planning to find her a worthy husband. Though deeply moved, Mary replied with great composure and modesty. As far as my inclinations are concerned, I desire to preserve chastity during all my life, and I never had the intention to enter the married state. But you, my master, will teach me God's holy will. During the nine days that followed, Mary continually prayed to God with many tears and sighs for that which she had so much at heart. And once the Lord appeared to her and said, My dove, let not thy heart be sad or disturbed. I will guide the priests by my light. I will give thee a husband selected by myself, and one who will not hinder thy holy desires. I will choose a man perfect and according to my heart. Joseph was born near Bethlehem, the third of six brothers. His parents were well off and lived in a large two-storied country house. The saint's marvelous holiness began when he was sanctified in the womb of his mother seven months after his conception. At his birth, he was a beautiful baby 
and he caused an extraordinary delight to his parents and relatives. From his third year, thanks to unusual graces, he began to know God by faith. With surprising understanding, he eagerly learned all that he was taught about religion and already practiced advanced forms of prayer. At the age of seven, he had attained the perfect use of reason and a high degree of holiness. He was a quiet, likable, and humble boy. Joseph's brothers used to tease him and make fun of him, and often tried to hurt him. When he was praying on the porch, with his face to the wall and his eyes closed, they sneaked up behind him and pushed him over. At such moments, he seemed to awaken from a trance, but he did not become angry or seek revenge. He merely withdrew somewhere and continued his prayers. As the boys grew up, the parents complained that Joseph was too serious and solitary, too simple and lacking in ambition. They wanted him to take advantage of his good qualities and prepare himself for a prosperous career. But he had no desire for such a life. All he wanted was to pray and quietly to perform some manual labor. Finally, one night, when he was about 20, Joseph left home and went off to earn his living in the country north of Jerusalem. For some time, he worked as an assistant to a poor carpenter in a small town. He was finishing his apprenticeship, and he humbly did all sorts of jobs for his master. Often, he had to carry heavy loads of wood on his back. Later, he moved to Tanakh and then to Tiberias, where he dwelt alone in a little house by the Lake of Galilee. Wherever he lived, he was always loved by those who knew him. He was a good, kind, and devout working man, lovable, gentle, and utterly sincere. He spent much time in prayer, fervently asking God for the coming of the Messiah. He led a very retiring life and consistently avoided the society of women. From the age of 12, he had made and perfectly kept a vow of chastity, and his purity of soul, which was known to all, was that of an angel. One day, when Joseph was adding a little oratory to his house, an angel appeared to him and told him not to go on with the work, because just as formerly God had given the patriarch Joseph the superintendence of the grain in Egypt, so now the granary of salvation was going to be confided to him. Saint Joseph, in his humility, was not able to understand this message. Soon afterward, he heard that as an unmarried descendant of King David, he was to go to the temple in Jerusalem with his best clothes. He was, at this time, 33 years old, a handsome, modest, and serious man with pleasing, honest features. It was on Mary's 14th birthday that the young men gathered in the temple, dressed in their feast day robes. After the high priest had presented Mary to them and explained the purpose of the meeting, she returned to her cell and wept. While he gave to each youth a dry branch and announced that they were all to pray that the Lord might single out the one whom he had chosen as Mary's spouse. Knowing that she was an unusually beautiful and virtuous maiden with a good inheritance, they were eager to win her hand. Although the humble carpenter Joseph had a deeper veneration for her than any of the others, he alone considered himself unworthy of such a blessing. And remembering his vow of chastity, he inwardly renewed it and resigned himself entirely to the will of God. 
After a number of prayers had been recited, each suitor came forward and placed his branch on an altar facing the Holy of Holies. When Joseph, the last in line, was about to deposit his branch, all of a sudden it blossomed into a white lily-like flower. And at the same time, a dove of the purest and most dazzling white was seen to descend and rest on his head for a moment, during which God said in his heart, Joseph, my servant, Mary shall be thy spouse. Receive her with all care and respect, for she is pleasing in my sight. She is just and pure in mind and body, and thou shalt perform all that she shall ask. Thereupon the priests announced that Joseph was the husband selected for Mary by the Lord himself. When Mary appeared, calm and beautiful and humbly resigned to God's will, the priests introduced her to Joseph and proceeded to solemnly betroth the holy couple. Then, according to Jewish custom, the two parted until the wedding. This touching ceremony took place later, in a rented house on Mount Sion. Besides Mary's teachers and friends from the temple, the guests included some relatives of her parents, who had prepared for her a lovely sky-blue wedding gown and cape. Though in her humility, she hesitated to accept it. St. Joseph wore a plain, long gray robe. After the wedding, thanking all for their kindness to her during her years among them, and then offering up her own wish to remain in the Lord's house all her life, with keen grief, she left the temple, and in the company of St. Joseph and some attendants sent by the priests, she set out with perfect resignation and trust in God for the new life to which he was leading her in Nazareth. When Mary and Joseph arrived at the modest house which she had inherited in Nazareth, they were joyfully welcomed by her friends and relatives. Then they were left alone in their new home. Mary said, My master, I am fortunate that the Lord has chosen you for my husband, and that he has thus shown me that he wishes me to serve you. But if you allow me, I will tell you my thoughts and intentions, which I wish you to know. As God inflamed Joseph's sincere heart with grace and love, he said, Speak, dear lady, your servant is listening. Because this all-important interview was the first time that Mary had ever spoken alone to a man, and because with her natural shyness, she also felt respect and reverence for her husband, she asked her guardian angels to stand around her, visible only to herself. As they obeyed, she spoke with serene earnestness. My Lord and spouse, our Creator has manifested His mercy to us in choosing us to serve Him together. I consider myself more indebted to Him than all other creatures, for while meriting less, I have received from His hand more than they. As a child, therefore, being compelled by the force of this truth, which His divine light made known to me, I consecrated myself to God by a solemn vow of perpetual chastity in body and soul. I am His, and I acknowledge Him as my spouse and Lord, with the firm resolve of preserving my chastity for Him. So I beseech you, my Master, to help me in fulfilling this vow, while in all other things I will be your servant, working willingly for your well-being all my life. 
St. Joseph was overjoyed, and with true supernatural love, he replied, My heart rejoices in hearing your welcome feelings in this matter. I have not told you my thoughts before, but I also consider myself under greater obligation to the Lord than other men. For very early he called me, by his enlightenment, to love him with an upright heart. And I want you to know that at the age of twelve I also made a promise to serve him in perpetual chastity. So now I gladly ratify this vow, and in the presence of God I promise to help you as far as I can in serving him and loving him according to your desire. With his grace, I will be your faithful servant and companion.